Okay, well, welcome to a quarantine weekend plans. Um, your weekend plans are nothing now because the government has said so. You just know what your plans are every weekend. Without, <laughs> without you know, about it. Sometimes I like mix up where I sit. Like sometimes I sit on like one end of the couch. And if I'm feeling oh, really man. frisky, I'll go sit in the chair. I bought so many new like pillows and different like lumbar things for my bed. <laughs> Just slowly creating a pillow fort. <laughs> it's it's getting pretty rad. It's pretty uh, it's pretty peak because I'm like double quarantining. I'm staying mostly in my bedroom. Mm. Well, don't don't you just have the place to yourself now? Yeah, but also like I want to be mindful of you know they're going to be back during the week. They they only leave during the weekend. Oh, um, okay. They're just they're, they're just hiding in the weekend. <laughs> exactly, because they they don't want me to feel like I have to stay in my room, but I feel like it's more responsible to stay in my room it's fair. and then when i go into like the kitchen i disinfect it (laughs) (laughs) just have a can of lice i just spray after you walk (laughs) yeah a can and some wipes perfect Mm -hmm. um okay so we we are taking advantage of this to go over all of the sam raimi spider-mans yeah buddy we're about to go for the ultimate spin that's right um we just did the first one i watched it last night yeah, I watched it yesterday afternoon. And you know, I honestly forgot how good it actually is. I think this movie is great. And yeah. like really holds up. Yeah. It's um besides the fact that every high schooler looks like is you know, thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, you know, they, they just got done making a, a payment on their mortgage. Other than that, it looks you know, it's it's pretty good. Um it makes me wonder, like, is that just, like, a movie thing? It's just, I like, think. what they did? Or did well, they cast Tobey Maguire, who was, like, 25, and they're like, well, everybody has to look <laughs> like that's what a teenager is? Um, probably. Well, I think also, like, back then that we still, like, weren't caring too much about, like, what if a person looked like, you know, the age that they were supposed yeah. to be. Um, they just had to look young-ish. Yeah, exactly. It's because, like, we I bought the 4K... Uh, edition from voodoo and it mm-hmm. was like my god i can see the middle ageness <laughs> everywhere <laughs> everybody looks so old um, i really i'm really curious why they didn't just make him college age in this I just, again i don't even think they i just didn't think it'd be they i just don't think they thought it'd be that noticeable but yeah he should just well, i just college. mean like because do you remember the the 90s cartoon that was really big yeah. Oh, that's he was yeah, that's, like in college in that. Yes, he was. Like, I, and I think like if you look, I I kind of want to do. We don't have to delve into this too much, but a little bit of like the history of the Spider-Man movies that almost happened. Ah, yes. If you're if you're into that. Oh, always. Alternate histories cool. are very fascinating. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, like, there was that you know, '70s live-action show. Oh God which was what it was. Uh, there were some like TV movies that they made out of that, that they released theatrically in other countries. Oh, interesting. And then like in the mid eighties, Marvel started like licensing its shit out all over the place. Um, and the Canon film group got the rights to Spider-Man. I don't know if you're super familiar with Canon, but these two uh, Israeli cousins. I take it. It's not the camera company. no, but uh, these guys came to Hollywood and they started like anything that came out in the eighties with Chuck Norris or Charles Bronson 
Oh, shit. Our canon movies. So quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, like Missing in Action. Uh, the Dolph Lundgren He-Man is a canon joint. Superman 4, Quest for Peace oh, is no. a canon joint. Oh, that makes more sense now, actually. <laughs> yeah, so these guys just, like, made trash and, like, made some money doing it. But then, like, closer to the, you know, 86, they started getting a little big for their britches and getting the rights to these, like, kind of blockbusters. And then getting loans for those movies based on how big the IP was, but then like spending that money on other movies. So they would get like 25 million to make a legit He-Man movie, but then they're like, well, let's spend like 6 million on He-Man. It's fine. <laughs> and spend the rest of that movie doing other things. Um, so that's, that's what they were into, but they got the rights to Spider-Man. And then initially they hired Toby Hooper who made Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, Jesus, <laughs> and was sort of the director and name only on a uh, poltergeist. Cause that, like Steven Spielberg directed that movie. We can all admit it to ourselves. Um, and he was going to do a Spider-Man movie where Peter Parker, it was like the fly, like he gets turned into. Like, like he, a, he becomes the human spider instead. Like it. Yeah. Like a tarantula mutant type <laughs> thing. And he fights other mutants that are in this like laboratory, like a scorpion. Oh, in and the stuff fresh like truck. That. And then, like, Stan Lee, like, saw what they were doing, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? And then they got some other guys to write, like, a little bit more of a traditional Spider-Man, but he was in college in that version. And yeah. uh, he fights been... Doc Ock, and it would have been, like, really 80s and really bad, but, like, I kind of wish it existed so that we could watch it and uh, enjoy it in that way. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Tobey Maguire's he should have been in college, because no one in that, no one in that high school graduating yeah, class. Yeah, but they all look like college age. Like, you, you could, yeah, it would be that. perfect. Yeah, college, I wouldn't I think, really bad enough. I think Kristen Dunst was maybe 18 or 19 in this movie, but other than her, everybody else. She still looks older. <laughs> she yeah. just already looks old, so her. Um, and you can yeah. even keep the same story plots, like... Oh, it could be exactly the same movie. They're like, just in college. <laughs> nothing would change. Yeah. Nope. It was a... Yep, Harry is, you know, he's in a more public college because he failed dropped out of, he failed out of like Harvard wherever they want to send them yeah. yeah I mean to be fair to the movie they do graduate like at the end of act one basically yeah <laughs> so they're seniors but yeah and then um, they, they're quickly moved into like adulthood so it's yeah most of the action in the movie is uh them is uh what is the fuck? freshman freshman in college but so I'll give the movie that but then in the 90s Famously, uh, James Cameron was going to do Spider-Man. Oh, boy. And he has a whole script that's, like, out online that's, like, pretty interesting, and the, ma- and the villains are Electro and Sandman. Interesting. Yeah, well, you know, he was super into that, like, CG. Of course. Like, morphing stuff. So Sandman would have been, like, the next big step from, like, the T-1000. He would have actually done Clayface <laughs> if he did a Batman movie. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that. Yeah. One day. One day. Um, and his, his Spider-Man's pretty rad. He, like, really delved into the whole, like, New York doesn't know what to think about him. And uh, mm, mm. I do like he took that. Mi- yeah, and he was really serious about, like, the allegory for Peter Parker coming of age and, like, Spider-Man and his powers being, like, a puberty puberty thing. Oh, that's he actually kinda... in- yeah, yeah, he invented the, uh, the idea of the organic web shooters that we see in this movie. <laughs> Just, is, 
Yeah. Yeah. James Cameron's a science guy and he was like, no, no way. I don't care how smart a teenager is. He can't come up with this like uh, webbing. So I, I don't know. Yeah. James Cameron has his preoccupations and that's fine. Exactly. I don't, I, uh, I'm still not a fan of the organic webbing. It's weird to me, but it's yeah, I don't love it. I prefer web shooters, but, uh, Same. You know, it makes sense at least. Like, at least. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not it's, illogical, but exactly. He's got um, these weird, like, he's got, what did I call him? Like weird cum marks on his wrists. Yeah, come tattoos. Yeah. Come tattoos. I like that. <laughs> it's just this like weird white like on his wrist. Like, how does he explain that in real life? Like he's just going about yeah. like he's well he's always wearing long sleeve shirts. You ever notice that in the movie? I guess he just makes he's sure. Never, really you never you never see him in a t shirt. Yeah, well, you know, you can't wear your come come tattoos on the wrist. Yeah. In but, the in the Cameron script though, there's a whole thing about how he pretends to have web shooters so people don't know he's like a like a weird mutant. <laughs> that's interesting. It's really weird. And they kind of, there's like abandoned stuff from the Raimi movie where they were going with like a version of that or he creates something to like focus the webbing that he wears. Oh, okay. That'd been, but then that would they make sort more of sense. Like, yeah, they sort of ditched all that. Um, and it's fine. It's not like you, it matters in the movie. No. No. It's but, just... uh, all right. So let's get into the, the movie proper then. I just yes. wanted a little bit of a, because I love like this alternate history. Of, oh, no, no. Like, I'm, I, I super dig alternate history. I think, uh, yeah, it's super fascinating when people like know what could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? I'm not talking about it. It's interesting. Um, but yes, we'll dive into the movie now. Um, so okay. yeah, I forget. There's a few parts like that overall like randomly stand out to me where I'm like, eh, that's lame. Like, I hate the ending when like <laughs> all the New Yorkers get out of their cars and start throwing things at Green Goblin. I like that. That's, that's some uh, fresh post 9/11 New York stuff. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. 2002. It was very uh, unified. Yeah. Uh, it's fact. very cheesy, and uh, but there is a part of it that I absolutely love, where one of the guys on the bridge is like throwing a lead pipe, and he goes, "Oh, I got some for your ass." <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking crowbar. Yeah. I saw I was that. Like that's 100% me. <laughs> <laughs> on that bridge. A fucking crowbar. <laughs> If I'm seeing the Green Goblin try to attack Spider-Man, I'm like, hey, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. You pumpkin bomb ass bitch. <laughs> um, also, can we talk about how good Green Goblin just is? I like, really wish they had done something else with his suit, but everything else yeah. about the Green Goblin well, is great. <laughs> it's his suit. I look at it and go, this movie looks like it was early 2000s. Like the costumes like oh, together yeah. when they're next to each other, like just chilling. Like on that rooftop scene when he drugs him. Um, I love that. It's like two action figures talking to each other. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. They look like action figures that have come to life. And like, dude, yeah. this is so early 2000s. It's insane. It's so weird. Um, but you got to give them a lot of credit for the Spider-Man costume. Because like up until oh, yeah. this point, you had like the X-Men movies in 2000. The first X-Men movie where they just put them in black leather. Yeah. Yeah. You had like the t- the Burton Batman movies where it's like a bat suit, but they made it all black. Yep. And like every comic book movie up until this point was like very compromised as far as like a costume. Exactly. And then when this movie was getting made, there was like all this speculation, like what are they going to do? What's Spider-Man going to look like? And I remember like, because as I was telling your wife in the other podcast, this was like the first movie that I like followed for like a year up until it came out. Oh, okay they released that first picture of the costume. It was like, holy fucking shit. Like, it's just Spider-Man. Like, it's just yeah. a Spider-Man costume. They just did it. And it looks, it still looks awesome. Oh, yeah, like, no, it still, it looks, still looks good. Like, the it, when it, they, they, put the, they put the costume into the, the new Spider-Man game, it was like free DLC, and I, like, immediately played the story with it. It was, like, awesome. Yeah, me too. 
Um, I think it's still my favorite live action Spider-Man costume, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, like, that's the one with the new Spider-Mans. I don't know if I like his costume that much. Like, I like it. It's still Spider-Man. Um, and I it really is. love that they found a way to do the eyes. Yes. In, like, a, a fun, realistic way. That's the, by far the best thing about the MCU Spider-Man costume. It's true. The eyes are cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, yeah, yeah that first, there's nothing like seeing that, that uh, Raimi costume for the first time. Doing, Holy fucking shit. Like, it's just real Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> they it's just Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. No, they, yeah, this one was really cool. And so, and it even, like, it really does, like, hold up which is nice like i was really worried that i was going to watch this and kind of be like you know we've had so many things come out like nolan's uh batman movies and then all the marvel movies that have come out now but i still really enjoy the way this movie is just done it's very accelerated but you never feel yeah yeah and it's like the tone is very specific like raimi is doing like a very interesting sort of thing like, in a way that I think is reminiscent of what Tim Burton did with Batman, where, like, it's set maybe in modern day, but, like, everybody in that Batman movie is dressed like maybe it's the 40s. Oh, yeah, like yeah, they kept the time piece. Set, yeah, and it's just set in its own world. And it's kind of like the animated way, series. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, where the animated series, I think, like, got its zhuzh. Makes was, sense. Uh, that he did that. But, like, in this one, it's very, like, like, it's modern day, but it's so also kind of 60s feeling you know what i mean Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like and i think Raimi, like if we can talk about what like an interesting choice he fucking was for the director of this this movie in this series like you know obviously evil dead but he had done like a few things after that he did like a simple plan and he did uh like dark man and stuff like that but uh really like a really crazy choice and i think set the tone for now how they get like these indie directors and give them these hundred million dollar movies and he's like it paid off in such a big way mm-hmm. like if it's a real sam raimi movie like when you watch it the camera angles and just like the style of the dialogue and everything like that it's surprising how much sam raimi is apparent in this movie yeah no no, no that makes sense and it's kind of like he yeah it kind of does set the pattern and it's also kind of fun because it's like take this now it's like take this blockbuster idea and make it your own right that's the appeal mm-hmm. but yeah he was kind of the you know we had, i think blade came out before this right blade was 90 yeah blade blade came out 98 and 8, then x-men and then oh one and then spider-man so yeah and this was still like kind of a fresh idea but i definitely think out of all of those spider-man's most popular so it's kind of oh, like yeah definitely like it's the first like kind of big swing from marvel on their like one of their big characters yeah, like Blade sort of like reset the expectation of like, okay, we can do this mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then like X-Men sort of expanded that like two years later. They're like, okay, we can do like superpowers and we can make it its own world and we can still take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man just fucking kicks the door open. 100%. And sets off everything. Like everything that came after is because Spider-Man did what it did. Because Spider-Man comes yeah. out and then that's 02 and then Spider-Man 2 comes out not in 04 04 yeah and then we start getting close to Batman Begins yeah exactly Batman Begins 05 that's right so and like then, they're Warner Brothers is spending this whole time trying to figure out what to do with Batman <laughs> well that and then Superman comes out too the, essentially oh, the six. remake yeah. of that, that Superman movie frustrates me so much it's just a remake but it's not Superman Returns is hard to watch it, it was it was in many ways the first like reboot cool 
the way we it really the was. way we have them now. Yeah, but it was also like a, a, it was also the the first one though. Like almost there, there's yeah. like lines that are just straight from the first Superman movie. It's really strange. Well, that's what a lot of those are when they're like like the Force Awakens yeah. is like you know a continuation where they're like forget about the pre prequels we're doing this now but it's also a lot of a remake of a new hope yeah the same the same with like the new uh halloween how it's like ignore all the sequels as a sequel to the original but there's also a lot of beats from the original in it exactly um i got the new halloween was so good i love that fucking movie i'm so excited for the for the next one it It still has hopefully comes out this year hopefully comes out this year we'll see It, it hopefully it still has like my most like most impactful like death scene i've ever seen too like when that and we'll gets fucking killed in the closet or whatever the babysitter yeah oh my god i'm like i love that she went so hard for that scene oh Oh, my god um i love that movie i'm gonna watch that later (laughs) what else are you gonna do (laughs) right play resident evil 3 that's what i've been doing did you buy it yeah oh yeah how is it it's great it's fantastic did you play 2 when they yes i have to i love i love that remake it was so good yeah, you're gonna like this. Good. I know. I'm waiting for it to uh, waiting for it to go on sale because I have to be budget friendly now. Oh but, yeah. yeah, I had uh, already pre-ordered it, so I just had to wait for it to download. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, but back to Spider-Man. We're getting side. Yes. <laughs> this is a very quick sidetrack. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's a conversational podcast, Zach. I don't know if you heard uh, yeah. I I gotta put that in the title frame. <laughs> um, also, can we talk about William Defoe? And Willem like, Dafoe is how, the hero of this movie. How this man is just every single scene he is swinging for the fences. And I'm going to say it's a home run most of the time. He's like, really fucking going for it. You know the he, famous almost of this movie, right? Is that this was almost Nicolas Cage. Oh. <laughs> Which could have been its own fucking wonderful thing. But Dafoe, but, but it's also what fucking frustrates me about his costume. Because the man looks like a goblin. Oh, I know. They <laughs> like, should have they should have like leaned into the the mask and not like a helmet. Why are you putting him in this Power Rangers helmet? The man looks like a creature. Exactly. Um, have you seen the test footage of him in that like uh, animatronic mask? No. I'm gonna send it to you as okay, soon as please we do. maybe put it in the link for this episode. Uh, yes, we'll put it in yeah. the link. That sounds amazing. Yeah, um, I'll show it to you. It's gonna blow your fucking mind. You're gonna be like, <laughs> "Why the fuck didn't they just do this?" Sometimes a simple thing, the most simple idea is the best. But yeah, I kind of do wish it wasn't like the weird Power Rangers villain helmet. Yeah, like he transcends it because his performance is so good, and he delivers lines in this movie where he he literally says the words, "We'll meet again, Spider Man." I know it's so good, but he I, just I, like, like chews on him, and he like does such a cool job. He does, and like there's the scene when like he's first like interacting with the his now alter ego of Green Goblin like he's in the mirror and he's switching yeah, between Green Goblin and Osborn Norman yeah it's so and, he, and, it, and it's so cool because it's just like I think it's like pretty much one shot and then eventually it's you're looking at him in the mirror and he's like switching like yeah they're cutting back and forth like it's two different people mm-hmm. and eventually oh, it's it like so just turns to one when he's in the mirror and then uh, yeah that's so good it. it was so good like this could have been this could have been so like terribly cheesy so quickly oh yeah well it's the great combination of like defoe is just like giving it his all and like Raimi is so the right filmmaker to do that exactly exactly Uh, i Uh, can't i can't 
tell you enough how much it shocks me going back to this movie, how much of a Sam Raimi movie it is. Like a lot of times now, and this is going to take me on to a big point that I wanted to make. I think it. we've really lo- I think we've really lost something. Like I love the MCU, and I think most of the MCU movies are good to great. Yeah. But I really wish the other, like the non MCU comic book movies, were more like Spider Man was, where like a filmmaker is like really making a movie. Mm based on this character and like creating its own world and its own internal logic. I just, uh, I think think DC is starting to go that way. I was just going to say, I think DC is doing that now. Especially like Birds of Prey, which people need to go buy. Fucking assholes. More people buy Bloodshot. Don't buy Bloodshot. Buy Birds of Prey. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But Birds of Prey is kind of like, I think that's really the insight we're going to be getting into that Um, that's what i'm hoping for this is it's kind of what matt reeves batman looks like it's going exactly like very Uh, much its own very specific thing but i i like i'm craving that right now and then as much as you might not even like it joker was kind of its own it was the definition of that too right it's like uh we're using the name of this character and technically it's a dc property but like it's its own just whatever the fuck it is yeah, but I would also say like Spider-Man is unequivocally a Spider-Man movie. It's not like they just took mm-hmm. the name Spider-Man and did their own thing. Oh, no, no, yeah, he's great. They service Spider-Man in a spectacular way. They didn't just say like, oh, I really like Taxi Driver, so I'm going to make a movie that's <laughs> like Taxi Driver and call it Spider-Man. Exactly. Well, like, even, and it's like, art. Bird... You have to take it seriously. <laughs> well, what's really fun is like Birds of Prey was like a uh, – Birds of Prey felt like a Tarantino movie felt like a tarantino like inspired movie it was really kind of fun yeah no i really really liked birds of prey and i really hope yeah they can buy on that, uh, that trend budget. i need to buy it i'm gonna buy it yeah. it needs to be supported it. it needs <laughs> to be supported um also though william defoe is going like a plus on this you know who is right behind him fucking jk simmons yes <laughs> jk motherfucking simmons is Un, he's just otherworldly in this role. Like I can't even tell you, like seeing this movie for the first time, the scenes with J. Jonah Jameson, like just how fucking insane. <laughs> so wonderfully perfect. You're like, this is madness. Like it's it's literally a comic book character coming to life, stepping it's off the page. So good. It's so good that the MCU, the moment that he was gonna be introduced as a character, just cast JK Simmons again. Because anybody to. else would be a wrong choice. Well, and like when they did those uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, they couldn't even do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah they don't even, he wasn't a character, was he? There's no way to do it. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, there, he has so many... Also, like, how direct the dialogue is, too. Like, one line is, if we can get Julia Roberts in a thong, in we a can thong. get a picture of this like, mask freak or whatever. This weirdo. Yeah, this weirdo. <laughs> Cash money for a picture of Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh, he's so nothing will ever be better <laughs> it is a sublime moment of adaptation <laughs> that will never be taught he has just so many ridiculous lines but at the same time then they go to show that he's actually a really good guy your gums like james give me give me the guy who takes pictures of spider-man now either is he looking out for his own skin because he'll never get these pictures if he rats him out exactly. or is he is actually it- be nice we don't know it's kind of yeah well that's the great thing about jameson is there's always that back and forth like you never quite know 
that's why nobody like um, really hates him because it's like he's never just truly like a bad guy um, yeah he's a person yes he has he has flaws and foibles but uh you know he's he, he's a human being exactly he's a great character i wish they had done more with him in the sequels i know well i think he's going to be uh i i think this next movie is going to be i think he's going to be heavily focused because it's yeah. all about well, i mean the Raimi the Raimi sequels i wish they had done more with him oh yeah i was just looking i was looking towards the future still we, yeah, I know. we, we I might know. be able to get to see more of him is what i'm saying it'll never be the same though except he's like super buff now because like he he's, he's alex jacked. jones jameson in this in this new version <laughs> and it's fun but it's not the same or is the jameson in the animated series from the animated series everyone's super buff yep everyone is just fucking jacked like this new york is just constantly just at the gym you know the cool thing about this new take on jameson and these new movies though is you can 100 percent see him funding the creation of the scorpion like in the comic oh yeah yeah, yeah. so that would be cool if they went that way yeah i mean i'm I'm, like super excited to see like i hope he's in this next one a lot the third the new third spider-man i think he should be because it definitely should be it's also story-wise like Spider-Man's getting reported on as like his real identity, mm-hmm. and they took the time to uh, introduce Scorpion at the end of the first one. They did. That's right. I, I want to see Scorpion in this. Scorpion and Craven the Hunter. Let's fucking do it. Let's rage. <sighs> I want Craven the Hunter would be so cool. God, that is so that's cool. the way. There's no way it's not going to be what they do. <laughs> it has to be right. What else could it be? Because they haven't teased. That, um... I forget their tease with Goblin. They tease Goblin, I right? I don't know if they did. Or did is... they even mention Osborne? I, I don't know. I need to almost go back. Didn't Osborne die? No, no, no. That's Whisper gets tricky. This is the Andrew Garfield one, right? That's where Osborne died. Yeah. Yeah. Let's See, not that's... talk about that. <laughs> well, it's, what's so hard is like that. It was a ballsy call, but like rebooting Spider-Man that quick, I constantly get like the story arcs kind of fucked up. Yeah. No, like, and I like it... things about the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, but yeah. I kind of, yeah. That second one is such a fucking mess. Oh, I know. It's the Batman and Robin of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And there's so much drama behind it, too. Oh, truly, yeah. I like, know. I know everybody tried their best. Nobody tries to make a bad movie, but Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I think I like Andrew Garfield as uh, Peter Parker. He was fine. I thought he was a really good Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you Absolutely. know, they have a really... Now it's like probably the best Peter Parker. Yeah, Tom Holland is uh, like the apotheosis Peter Parker. It's it really to, is. Like he, they, that's it. He's. I hope he likes being Spider Man because he's Spider Man for like the he rest of his life. So yeah, he I hope he likes it. <laughs> you made like, your bed. <laughs> it's it's straight up like even if he ages, cool. It's just we get the old we get the older Spider Man tales, which are also really fucking dope. They're really smart because they picked a guy who looks like he's going to look like a kid fucking forever. It's true. Like, he's, I think he's, like, in his 20s. He was, Yeah, he was, like, 19 when they cast him, right? Um, yeah. 18 or 19 when they cast him. So he's in his, like, early 20s now, but he still looks like a child. I'd be really fun to get, like, kind of where we dive into, like, the older stories with Spider-Man. Like, when he's out of high school, right? Because it's just, we have Tom Holland yeah. forever. Yeah. I would love to see college age. Like college age Spider Man, I think is where it's at. That's where oh, like, all his coolest, all his coolest comic book stuff kind of happened. And that's my preferred. He's got all these too. interesting relationships with like Gwen Stacy and Mary Dr. Watson Connors. and Felicia Hardy. Yeah, Kurt Connors. Twenty three. 
2023. That's when a lot of the Osborne drama goes down. Yep. Yep. They haven't. That's what I'm, that's what I was trying to think of before I got segued into Andrew Garfield. Um, has the Spider-Man universe even mentioned Osborne? I don't think so. I think they're saving I think it's just him, like a I building, think... right? I think they've just like had his building and stuff be visible to show that he's in the world. Yeah, because I think once they introduce Norman Osborn, my prediction for the MCU is that he's going to be like a, a universe-wide sort of character and villain. Like a Lex Luthor? Kind of like yeah. where he's just everywhere? Yeah, well, I think they're definitely going to do the whole like Hammer thing and the Dark Avengers. I think that's where they're going. Mm. And it'd be kind of cool because it's we have you can introduce Osborn pretty well. Um, oh, with, yeah. Like... They can, we can finally just get him sent to college, right? And his college roommate could be like Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. And so that's yeah. where they form their friendship. And that's because they have to be friends. Oh, I yeah. like it they, when Harry and Peter no have way to, friends. There's no way to get past that. No, that's um, like a really cool like, that. wrinkle. And Matthew McConaughey is still my pick to play MCU Norman Osborn. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's definitely the way to go. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who else it could be at this point. I just, I like, I need them to stop wasting good actors on villains that don't matter. Like who? Uh, like Mads Mikkelsen is a character whose name I cannot remember from Doctor Strange. Oh, that's right. You're a hundred percent correct. That's a bummer. Especially since Mad Mads Mikkelsen should be Doctor Doom in the MCU. Should have. That's he right. would have been the ultimate Doctor Doom. Uh, fuck. And they've wasted him. I'm just happy that Mads Mikkelsen got to be a Bond villain. Oh, yeah. He, he's great, oh, too. I know. He's fantastic. I, wanted, I need to go back and watch uh, Casino Royale again. I miss it. But, um, he's also, you know, hot take, the best Hannibal Lecter. Ooh, that is a hot take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah that's, he was on the show, right? Yeah. The show Hannibal, which is fucking amazing and perfect. Yeah, and that got that got canceled though, didn't it? Or did Hulu buy it? Somebody bought it. Uh, it it ended after its third season, and they keep talking about like making a movie or doing like a revitalized fourth season where they adapt the Silence of the Lambs narrative. They should just. Yeah, I mean, this actually would be the best uh, the best time to just do a reboot of Silence of the Lambs, right? You ride the momentum of. Uh, Hannibal, yeah. the show. Just to, just to give Mickelson the chance to do it again. And it'd be cool to see like a, it'd be really cool to see a modern take on that too. Oh yeah, I agree. Silence of the Lambs, Let's Not Get It Twisted is a perfect movie. It's really and, uh, fucking good. I don't think anybody's ever going to do it better, but you could do it different. Exactly. Just give it a different yeah. take. It doesn't have to be I mean, times have come eh, kind of changed. But I mean, yeah, things have been yeah. updated and so why not kind of see what you could do with it. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, watch Silence of the Lambs. It's a perfect oh my God. movie, especially if you're into like true crime and shit like that. Ugh. All that started with Silence of the Lambs. It's 100%. in the culture because of Silence of the Lambs. Yep. And then, you know, closely behind after that, it was CSI Miami. Those are two to thank. Yeah, but those shows exist because of Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think it is CSI Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually say probably if there's a TV show, I'd have to say probably Criminal Minds for like getting true crime junkies out there because that show does a really good job at making every crime feel like kind of cool that we get to like solve it yeah well again like silence of the lambs procedurals exist because of silence of the lambs exactly now i kind of oh, want this man. to happen damn it. yeah who owns I've the been, rights to silence of the lambs i think they're listening i've been rooting for it for a long time 
I think the De Laurentiis company owns um, all the uh, the Hannibal Lecter rights. Huh. Yeah, why not screw, screw it? I mean, you have Mads. That's the thing, too. Like, everybody loves Mad, Mad Mickelson. He's great. He's so, perfect. Like, He's amazing. People would go support it, right? Like, everybody yeah. go support that. Yeah, well, and then people will go see it because it's like a serial killer movie. So even, like, people who don't know what it is will go see it. Jamie will do a podcast on it. Oh, I'm going to be on that podcast for sure. <laughs> Um, shoot, where was I going? I had another point with, we keep getting sidetracked about the Spider-Man movie and I'm like kind of upset. Also, fun right. fact, Elizabeth Banks was in this and I completely yeah, forgot. Brand, yeah, Completely forgot that that was Elizabeth Banks. And that, that cute little bob. I love it. Yeah. Well, haircut. Because it almost yeah. sounded like you said bod, which banger. Jackson, geez, She's got awesome. a cute little bod too. <laughs> <laughs> Her bob and bod combo, really on point. Yeah. Great bob, bod situation. <laughs> See, and then uh, we can't forget that about Joe. That should be the title of this episode. Um, Bob and Bod. Bob, a great Bob Bod situation. <laughs> That'll probably be right. I'll, I'll make that the um, episode. So we we talked about Tom Howland and we talked about Andrew Garfield. How do you feel about the man? How do you feel about Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire is just Spider Man. Like he's like that's always like he's just kind of cemented himself. Besides the third one, don't watch the third one. I mean, it'll watch hurt, it because we're going to watch it. Well, yeah, we'll watch it. You have to watch it. But don't I don't count the third one in this. It's just the first two. But yeah, don't get excited. He does. Oh, God, he ruins. Like, all the momentum I just said of him being like, when you think of Spider-Man, you're going to think of first probably Tobey Maguire for us. Yeah. Younger people will be Tom Holland. But for us, Tobey Maguire, all that momentum just crashes in the third one because it's such a shit show everywhere. Yeah. Well, what I think, um, and this is from my memory, because I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 in a really long time, is that everybody in that movie is checked out and doesn't really want to be there, except for the new people. Like Topher Grace? Topher Grace and uh, Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, that's I right. Think they are stoked to be there and are yeah. like, bringing a lot to it, but I think everybody else Especially is Topher. the fuck out. Topher, this yeah. was like I, I was so excited that he was in Spider-Man three, like because I yeah I was a believer in it too. Like everybody was pissed off. They're like Eddie Brock doesn't look like that, and like I like the idea of it just being like an evil analog to Peter Parker. Yeah, of him just being like a bad Peter Parker. I yeah. was like, that's smart. That's the the right. And it's way a to symbiote suit. Like he doesn't need to be like fucking jacked out of his mind. It doesn't need scary. to be jacked. Yeah, exactly. Like, but we can suit. talk about what a fucking letdown that all was. <laughs> I was so bummed. Like we'll get. With, the third one will be that i will be yes yeah i just like topher grace because like again i loved that 70s show yeah like, same. I loved that, that 70s, 70s show, show i think was the first show i ever binged oh like, really like i forget what channel it was even before like streaming services like one channel that i had back home would actually was showing each episode in a row yeah i had that or that show uh back when like limewire was a thing Mm. like seasons of that show sh- saved on a hard drive and I would just watch it on my laptop. That's like, such a on my good laptop. show. Like yeah. the, the last seasons are rough but every sitcom is rough in the last seasons. But the finale, even though Topher Grace didn't arrive, the, or he doesn't <laughs> yet. He, ta- yeah. he waits all the way to the end but the finale is actually kind of emotional. I don't think I remember the finale. The finale is it, um, also they did this really well, which the finale is um, New Year's Eve heading into 1980. Oh, that's smart. Okay. And so the very last moments of the show are them counting down the New Year's clock, and when they say Happy New Year, it like just it just cuts to black, and it just ends. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. That's a really smart idea. 
yeah, it was super smart idea. Um, and Topher Grace finally comes back because he left the show. And, and he's gone for like the last two or three seasons, right? Yeah, and the very last moments he comes back and then Kim and Donna kind of like get back together. Uh, it's like a really emotional, like they don't really say a lot of lines either. It's just really emotional. It's good. You need yeah. to watch the finale. It's a good finale. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I'll just uh, rewatch all of that 70s show. <laughs> Actually, I advise everybody to rewatch. Binge that 70s show. It's legitimately like a wonderfully perfect show. Yeah. I, no, a, I agree with you. I, I, no, no, quick segue is I did a Sims house of the, uh, the Foreman's house. <laughs> That's a fun fact Amazing. right there. Um, but all right. So where are we going uh, before we got sidetracked again? Um, I agree with you that to- to- or Toby McGuire like, is Spider-Man mm-hmm. for my generation. And, uh, you know, you're a little bit younger than me, but you as well. Um, I'm, yeah, enough to like this. This still had like a huge. I watched this. I was reciting lines. Like, yeah, it was probably Mick had to tell me to stop. Bigger for you, because um, I, I was in what yeah. eighth grade when this came. Out. Yeah, um, I was. We was testing two. I saw this in the theater so many fucking times. I, I think like I maybe went, eight or nine times in the theater. We watched it once in the theater, and then as soon as it came out, I think I wanted it for like birthday or Christmas, whenever it came out. Um, mm-hmm. And I just that motherfucker was on a loop. <laughs> and yeah. like oh, man, I watched I would watch, everything. I would watch it with like the commentary and I would yep. watch all the behind the scenes. This is like when DVDs were fucking legit and had so many features on them. Yep. I watched I watched at some point mainly because I live in Copper and there's only so much it's like Copper is like being quarantined twenty four seven, but eventually you gain the courage <laughs> to run outside and do something. That's Copperopolis. <laughs> like, so you get bored real quick. Yeah. Um, I've watched every DVD's like commentary. Uh, there was oh, a yeah. one. There was a one time a spinoff from Fast and the Furious, uh, called called uh, I think it was it was an unofficial spinoff too. I think it was called Biker Boys, and it was essentially yeah. Fast and the Furious but motorcycles. Motorcycles. Instead. For some Sounds reason, good. we had that movie, and for some reason, I watched the commentary on it. Oh, I would watch commentaries on everything. Fun like, fact for anybody out there who likes uh, commentaries, all the John Carpenter movies where he does the commentary with Kurt Russell are fucking gold. Ooh. I see those, and, like, you'd get good commentaries too, like, that have, like, the director and actors, and they'd be talking about a scene that they did, and, like, yeah, you learn a lot of cool stuff with the director commentaries. Yeah, it's like film school. It's, like, legit film school if you get mm-hmm. a good commentary. Yeah. Paul Thomas like, Anderson's commentaries, fuck. Tarantino, did he ever do his his commentaries? Have to be great. He doesn't really do them. Huh? He should. He's one of those guys like Nolan, who's like, no, the movie speaks for itself. Whatever. They make good movies. Yeah. Who are we? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um. Anyways. Uh. 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 Dude, we're getting sidetracked so easily. Yeah. So yeah. Tobey Maguire. He, you're right. It he's was like he, he's really good in this. He's so like earnest. Like you really buy him. Mm-hmm. In, in the role. You know, like, one of the guys who was almost Spider-Man is fucking Freddy Prince Jr. <laughs> I know. This would have been such a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. He was trying so hard back then. Like, he was almost in this. He was almost Terry McGinnis in, like, a Batman Beyond movie. I would have been... That would have been more damaging than Batman and Robin. Yeah, arguably. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so... Uh, Tom McGuire, like, has so many, like, in the beginning when he's, like, obviously just the nerd. Mm-hmm. He has so many moments that I personally relate to. Like when they're on the field <laughs> trip and MJ like has turned around and he goes, Oh, 
she's looking at me and then she waves and goes oh, she's waving at me and he does like that really awkward wave back and then her friends like, her flow friends. right past him yeah i was like fuck dude that hurt me on an emotional level because i don't know how many times Aww. i did that growing up Aww, like, someone's heart, waving buddy. at me and then i go way back and it wasn't even like near me yikes yikes my wife on just bikes. said i do it now mean I, well it's my life now dude you know toby was also the uh i think the first guy to like really go through a physical transformation to like play one of these comic book characters i was just gonna say when toby mcguire gets buff which mm-hmm. was like super funny to like look at that and be like dude, he was jacked and now you like look at the superhero movies now and it's like oh yeah, but he was like he was good for Spider. Like I don't want necessarily like a Jack Spider-Man. Well, plus that's like hard to explain, right? Like, oh shit, why why is Peter Parker all of a sudden just fucking roided up? Yeah, <laughs> well, I do love that fight scene at the school where he fights Flash Thompson. He does that's like twenty-seven backflips. That's the one thing <laughs> we need to talk about. Where like I immediately was like, well, I'm mad now. The fight scene with Flash. Uh, he he for some reason dodges every punch at superhuman speed. He does a backflip handstand to dodge a swinging punch. He does like 20 backflips in a single. <laughs> and then he does five backflips over the friend who bum rushes him, which then and the friend just goes, what? Everybody's watching, and then a few weeks later, there's like a Spider-Man guy, and they're like, huh. <laughs> you know what that Spider-Man guy looks like? Totally looks like Peter Parker. We did like those looks six like backflips. Wh- Looks a little bit like what was going on with Peter Parker. It. <laughs> also, what is the wrestling show? What it's a pro wrestling slash death tournament. Well, that's <laughs> that like just... a real thing. This like amateur wrestling. Well, the amateur wrestling, yes, but like also a death tournament where you can survive for three minutes with with this man that like paralyzed some dude who before like. I think he's going to pin him him in three minutes. I don't think that he's going to kill him. Yeah, those are, there are a few rough scenes. The, the school fight scene uh, should just not have happened. I think it's really fun. I think it's over the top, but that's like a real Sam Raimi thing. Oh yeah. I mean, plus it also, have you seen the fucking meme of uh, Thanos and this flash Thompson? I sent it to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't want to fight me neither. I, no, I, so good. His fighting stance, and then after saying, I wouldn't want to fight me neither, mm-hmm. it's like pure comedy gold. Joe Manginello is a really cool guy and uh, like a cool real life nerd. That makes, well, actually makes me sad again because he, he got robbed of his death stroke. I know. I'm, I'm sad too, especially the death stroke movie that they were going to make was going to be directed by the guy who directed The Raid. So let's not uh, let's not get into how disappointed I am that that movie didn't happen. <laughs> it actually still could happen. Like, yeah, DC could wise up and just be like, oh, "Screw it, that was good casting. Let's go." Yeah, no rule against it. Um, like, I mean, but then, he um, tells a story because he was on a lot of podcasts and shit, just talking about nerdiness. He tells a story about making or shooting this scene in this movie that uh, a lot of the cast and crew didn't really like Tobey Maguire and he was kind of like a little bitch to work with. <laughs> and they were like, hey, we all pulled a few hundred dollars if you actually punch him while you're shooting this scene. <laughs> so he's just full on actually trying to hit him? No, he was like, I wasn't going to do it because that's unprofessional, but just to give you an idea of what... <laughs> that's... Man, that bums me out. Yeah, I know. I kind of get that vibe. I get that vibe from Toby a little bit. <laughs> 
Well, like what's super funny about Tobey Maguire is he's actually like a hardcore like gambler, and like he's really good at like cards. Like there are plenty of stories where they're like, "Oh, who's the toughest like you know actors to play like poker against?" And everybody's number one answer is like Tobey Maguire. I have heard that. He's also famously like really good friends with Leo DiCaprio and was in what was called the Pussy Posse. <laughs> the fact that Tobey Maguire is in a Pussy Posse just like yeah. gives me this image, Tobey Maguire just turning up at like these high-end clubs. <laughs> and It makes me think of Spider-Man 3, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> but then that makes me think of Spider-Man 3 and I'm watching that and going, man, Somebody fucked Tobey Maguire. You know what I mean? Like, I bet a lot of people fucked Tobey Maguire. What do you think? Wow, that's a thought too. Jeez. I think Tobey Maguire got laid a lot, especially in the, the Spider-Man heyday. Like, that's true. Me? My God. Everybody's like, yeah, I banged Spider-Man. Whenever I'm watching a movie with like almost any movie, I think about whether the two male and female or male, male, female, female, but just who fucked while they were making it. I mean, I'm, you could not convince me that he and Kirsten Dunst did not fuck when they were making this movie. I mean, are you kidding me? The fucking hanging upside down kiss. I was talking to Jamie. I'm like, do you remember when that scene like took over? Like good thing we didn't have social media back then because all oh, yeah. I would have fucking seen would be Spider-Man challenges. That's a great, that's a great fucking scene. It's an amazing scene, and it's like and it's the, the, icon- sexy. the iconography of that moment. Yeah, it's super sexy. Well, she's wearing that shirt that's just like soaked, and her tits are just out. I know, and it was like I remember watching that as a young lad, and like part of me changed. Oh yeah, activated for sure. I was like, oh shit, okay, that's fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and it's like super cold out. Like she, yeah, she's just full rocking hard nips, see through shirt. Like I also Bobby really Maguire has a little bit of scruff going on. She pulls on the mask, and I'm like, dude, yeah. this is like a hot scene. I also really like the the little fight scene that's there where he fights those random rapists. <laughs> <laughs> random gang of rapists that one of them barked like a yeah. dog. But I love that, like the rain and him like out of the mask. But it's oh, dude, shattered. it was badass. It's a really cool little scene. That and the scene at the very end where he fights the goblin in that like blown up fairy building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool, too. It's cool, like, because the movie is so, like, lightly toned for the most part, but, like, Raimi gets into these, like, really cool, like, really gritty fight scenes. Yeah, um, no, that, that rain fight scene was, like I said, the whole scene was just really, like, mysterious from beginning to end, right? Like, he has the mask off. It's like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. his face is visible, but he's in the shadows. Yeah, so it's just really whole... well shot. Oh, I yeah, think Bill Pope was the cinematographer of this movie as well, who famously shot The Matrix for the Wachowski. Oof. What if he's doing yeah. the fourth one? There's also a uh, I don't remember I don't know if this is true or not but I heard a rumor about that scene where like Toby Maguire was at, he was obviously hanging upside down but like mm-hmm. because of all the water it was actually going like up his nose and like up down his, his throat nose. yeah and, like I, he was I, I almost drowning well. yeah he's got to suffer for his art exactly because he had the mask so like I guess water's getting caught in there and like kind of forming like a yeah I mean if I got to shoot like a love scene with that era Kirsten Dunst I'd take a little drowning. <laughs> Yeah, it seems hot. Like I even like I said, good thing we didn't have social media because I still remember hearing about how people would do like Spider-Man kisses or whatever. Like that was a thing. Oh yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Everybody did the Spider-Man kiss. Like one hundred percent done it. We've all done it. Yeah, the guy hanging upside down. I'm like yeah, a hundred percent. It was just like I was like, fuck, dude. Like, little did they know they filmed like 
such an iconic scene. Mm-hmm. But and then it's immediately ruined by the third one. Yeah, everything is ruined by the third one. <laughs> there is a really great moment in Spider-Man Two though, where MJ is with uh, John Jameson, the actor, uh, yes. and she's like trying to she's trying to like recreate that kid on, re- on the couch. Yep, that that's a good moment because it tells you so much about what the character is like experiencing. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, that was fun. I I remember that. Oh. Second one's good too, but yeah, I like got how... good stuff in it. I feel like watching it again, I will have more negative things to say than uh, MJ. <laughs> did when did did MJ ever find out he was Spider Man? In the comics, yeah, they get married. No, 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 not in the comics. Yeah, that's what I love about old Spider Man because he gets married to MJ, and I kind of like that he got married to like this yeah. girl that he was after for so long, and then she finds out he's Spider Man. I like that they kept that relationship. She finds out he's Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2 for sure. But there's that moment at the end of this one where they kiss they at kiss. Norman Osborn's funeral, which is kind of fucked up. Can you imagine Little, if like, she, your yep, dad she was dies? Ship. Yep. Yep, your dad dies and your ex-girlfriend is making out <laughs> with your friend at the fucking funeral. Like, they don't even go inside. <laughs> nope, it's just right like off to the side of the dead body. Like it really makes you understand how fucking pissy Harry is. Really, like, are you fucking kidding me? There's, there, when you get older, you start to understand where the villains are getting at. Like Norman Osborn in this one, I totally get where he was coming from. Like, well, he goes insane. <laughs> yes, he does. And I totally understand how and why he went insane. I get yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, every time somebody's like, "Well, we're gonna pull your funding. We're gonna." terminate you and he goes this is my life and they go yeah. sucks to suck nerd i totally yeah, well, get why he flew over to them and vaporized them to be to be fair he has had his like brain chemistry altered by an experimental gas as well true so but you think some wrong. of that i right like he was like begging with them he's like guys this is it's my name i sacrificed so much yeah and like, well, oh, i don't, well. I don't think some of it they tell you at the beginning of the movie like the other scientists is like oh yeah we gotta rethink this because it's driving the mice insane <laughs> so they tell you what's gonna happen. oh yeah 100 percent. they tell you what's what was that happen. okay you're gonna get a peep behind the curtain uh some weird audio happened wise so we pause so there's gonna be a little break in the recording there it's gonna sound a little weird but you guys are all pulled through yeah. apologies um whatever whatever i don't need you to calm down peanut gallery focus on your island over <laughs> wow. there. getting more in debt to the tyrannic tom nuke nook whatever tyrannic dude animal crossing's idea is you go to this island and then he charges you like all this stupid amount of money that you can't afford because you flew to the island and then he gives you a tent to sleep in and then you have to get he forces you to pull more of a loan just so you can get a house which is like real life but it's always too much like real life that's stressful that sounds more stressful than resident evil 3 right and like basically you continuously they it's real life but instead it like of you know like a mean banker it's like cute little animals and instead of money it's called bells but it's called what bells bells that's their currency oh it's like bottle caps and uh, fallout <laughs> even fallout's more like settling than whatever the fuck that premise is um okay but yeah so we were talking about 
we were talking about Norman going insane. And I was talking about how um, the older you get, the more you kind of understand where a lot of the villains are coming from. Oh, yeah. Like with their motives. You're not wrong. I know. Like you said, like watching, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire and um, like watching Peter and MJ making out at your dad's funeral. That's super fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dick move. Like, like even if it's not your ex-girlfriend and your best friend, even if it's just like two, two randos, you're like, hey, like how about a little fucking respect for what's going on here? <laughs> right. It's just like, you know, like a, a couple that's just there. And it's like, really? You guys can save this until like, I don't know later <laughs> a 19 year old kid's father just died suddenly <laughs> very suddenly and mysteriously as far as, yeah as far as they know murdered by like a masked mutant <laughs> murdered by spider-man that swings around new york city and like beats up muckers also murdered your father and brought his body back home and laid him down gently in like a robe yeah like apparently stabbed him in the dick with uh, some sort of implement <laughs> Like a very large, like spear thing, and then yeah. you know, laid them in. But a, we're gonna a, find out in Spider-Man Three that the Butler was like, "Oh yeah, that was definitely from his glider. I knew he was the Green Goblin the whole time." <laughs> in a scene that is impossibly bad. <laughs> Wait, the whole movie? Is that the scene you're talking about? There's, there's not the whole movie is not impossibly bad. There's some good scenes in Spider-Man Three, I think. <laughs> We're going to find out. I think. <laughs> We're going to find out for sure. Also, good news. I found some wired headphones for my oh, phone. Good. So we're good. We're back in. I, we're back in I forgot that it came with. Uh, yes. With. Yeah. Wired headphones. That works. With wired headphones. Yes. Yeah. Plug into the little thing because there's no headphone jack. Nope. R.I.P. Um, but now I don't have to worry about these dying. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I have the cast pulled up right now. Um, for Spider-Man 3 or for Spider-Man? Just Spider-Man. Um, okay. How did you feel? How did you feel about Kirsten Dunst? Like overall? I think she's good in this. Yeah, like, I, I, do I, too. I think she's really good in this. I, I think it's less so in the sequels. Like I, I think she, she is less good, but I think like she plays the character well. She plays the pathos well. You believe that she would fall in love with Peter Parker, but you also believe that she's like, you know, doing what she feels like she should do or doing what she has to do to like survive in high school. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, She's gorgeous in this movie. Oh yeah. No way, no way beyond that. No, Um, she's definitely the girl next door, like a thousand percent. That red hair is really working for her. Yep. And this was like Kirsten Dunst. She was on top of the fucking world. This is like the era of like, bring it on. Bring it on. We did a drink. I love it on. I love that movie. I unapologetically love the first Bring It On. I think that movie's awesome. Bring It On is fun. We did a, uh, like, a like I said just a little bit ago, we did we did a drinking game to Bring It On. Uh huh. That was fun. Uh, it's what like was you do the? It, uh, yeah. I forget. It's like you take a drink every time. Oh fuck! It's like a certain line that was, but one of them was like finish your drink whenever a dance move has been revealed to be stolen. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Which like at the end is like all of them. <laughs> When I was in uh, college, my buddy and I did a commando drinking game. Uh, and it was like, take a drink every time he kills somebody and take a drink every time he does like a one-liner. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, so we died. I've been a ghost the whole time, the whole time you've known me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, it's kind of interesting seeing this MJ and then uh, kind of seeing She's the MJ. Very, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's very much like a combination of Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy from the comic books. Although Gwen Stacy makes an appearance, which is funny. not in this. Does she? Oh, you're right. In Wait, Spider-Man no. Spider Man Three. She's in Spider Man yeah, Three. That's what I meant. Like she makes an appearance in. Yeah, but I mean, series. like the characterization of Mary Jane is like, because Mary Jane in the comic books like doesn't show up until college. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with Mary Jane is like her aunt is friends with Peter's aunt. And for like a a few issues, there's this whole thing of like, oh, she wants you to meet her niece, Mary Jane. I want to set you up on this blind date. And Peter's like, ugh, pass. No fucking way. No, thank you. And then finally you see Mary Jane and she's just like knockout. And she shows up in that famous line. She's like, face a tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Yep. Which is, She's at the door. Yeah, but Mary that. Jane was always like this party girl. Like she was a, a model and all this stuff. And like you sort of found out that she was like covering for her insecurities and her shitty childhood and her abusive father and all that stuff. Which the movie um, does a pretty good job at painting. Yeah, definitely. She it, the movie does a very, um, a very smart job at combining her like what was about Mary Jane with like what people also liked about like Gwen Stacy and then the whole ending on the bridge is very much like a nod to the death of Gwen Stacy. Like the accept she didn't die. Which is something yeah. I well, didn't... really like that uh, Amazing Spider-Man. That was in the second one, yeah. Yeah. That one was, it ended well. I kind of like how they at least ended with basically that death and like totally like he thought he saved her and like that whole scene was actually really well done. Yeah, they adapt that moment well, but like by the time they get there in that movie, it's too fucking late. Exactly, exactly. It at least ends on like a pretty powerful note of like him, like he yeah. rope, he slings her, and he's like, "I did it!" And then like obviously momentum's like just breaks Crack. back, and you're like, "Oh yeah. fuck." Anyways, um, but yes, no, uh, Kirsten Dunst in this one was perfect. I liked how they added the cl- like. You feel like MJ and Peter are going to be closer because like they're next door neighbors. Yeah. There's that scene where like the dad's just, just fucking berating her. And, like, yeah, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> if you like turn on subtitles and you can see like the things he's yelling. <laughs> okay, I didn't do that. <laughs> he's like, You're trash. You're always gonna be trash. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> I gotta go to school. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who's stopping you? <laughs> That's right. He's like in his bro tank. But uh <laughs> just fucking just berating her and like peter's just standing there like uh what do i do uh <laughs> um and then like there's a scene where he's taking on the trash and like they're having some other argument about how she's trash or whatever and uh <laughs> a different trash while he's taking out the trash uh-huh. <laughs> um and they kind of have that moment where she goes did you hear that and he's he like goes, oh no <laughs> uh Right? Like, he's like, oh, I mean, like, you know, I heard it, but, like, I'm not, like, eavesdropping like a weirdo. Yeah. I'm not weird. I don't have superpowers or anything. No. Also, um, this is a good conversation topic for you. When they did, like, the whole, like, they showed his fingers growing those barbs, and I'm like, I had a moment where I'm like, has Spider-Man ever fingered someone? Wow. I'm, he 100% has. With the spider barbs? So let's get into this. In the comic books, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man's wall crawling ability is explained by like super concentrated static electricity. Well, that's nice. In this universe, yeah. he has weird barbs sticking out of his finger. Yeah, but they're also, I would think, um, 
retractable because you kind of see them sprouting. Okay. So you think yeah. he eventually can just, that's true, I guess, because then eventually he just lives his normal life, right? Without sticking yeah. to everything. They're also, exactly. Like he can pick things up without sticking to them. So those things are not always present. So he can actually then control them. So I guess he would be able to. So, that, yeah. I mean, I nat naturally the question was like, what is Spider-Man's sex life, right? Like, but then I had yeah. like, I saw that scene and I'm like, are those just always there? Yeah. Well, and he's obviously super horny because you see his room at one point and it is just <laughs> covered in robes. And Aunt May is like, hey, what's going on in there? And he's like, don't come in. Please <laughs> don't, don't look. <laughs> and <laughs> I think Mick was watching that too. And he like did so many, like he was just making noises. Like he's fucking smashed the lamp against the wall. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing in his room? And he's just shooting ropes. There's just and, like, ropes. Pr probably leaking everywhere. a little bit of the clear stuff, but it's mostly ropes. <laughs> So much weird masturbating. Also, like, how did, did he yeah. clean up all of his ropes? Yeah, well, I I guess if it's like the comic books, the uh, webbing just dissolves after yes a few hours, but I don't know. With organic, is that the same thing? Is that also that... I don't like, know, because it's not like spider webs, like, disappear if you don't. Also, is that part of his DNA? Like, when he, like... Is, so is he just leaving parts of his DNA now, like, all over the fucking place? Probably. It makes you think about whoever has to like clean up after him in New York clean City. Clean up the spider goop? Like the, like the window washers that are like, oh, fucking Spider-Man was here. <laughs> <laughs> They're the one group of people that agree with J. Jonah Jameson. He is They're a like, menace. He is a like, fucking menace. It off. <laughs> yeah. The other great thing about that bedroom scene is the amazing Dr. Pepper product placement. <laughs> I was just going to say like... <laughs> there's just a can, can of Dr. Pepper dominating the scene for like a full half second. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, look at this. That's very subtle. <laughs> um, oh, as far God. as the casting goes, uh, Cliff Robertson is uh, Uncle Ben. Rosemary Harris is Aunt May. Yep. I think they're great. I think they're fantastic. Like, perfect presentations of those classic versions of those characters in the comic books. 100%. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, Ben Parker. In I mean, I, was... I stand for hot Aunt May. I love Marissa Tomei as oh, Aunt May. But... Uh, I'm I'm here for hot Aunt May too. Oh yeah, but uh, I just let, like classic Aunt May. Like this is it. And Cliff Robertson, there's never gonna be kind of the same as J. Jonah Jameson. I think they struggle to have an Uncle Ben that's as good. Like he legit just feels like your uncle. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with Uncle Ben for the afternoon, and and you feel so fucking bad. Like it feels so like obviously there's other there's other stuff that happened in my life that like puts me here. But the fact that like the last interaction he has with his uncle is like this fight where he tells mm -hmm. him that he's not his dad. That's like that's some rough shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally and it makes it kind of like makes more sense why he decides to become spider-man because he yeah, feels absolutely. like he's making it up to the spirit of his uncle after like having that last fight yeah well it, it literalizes that power and responsibility thing like so fucking well yeah and that's why i don't f who was uncle ben last time was uh, he uncle the only ben? uncle ben no it was uh it was martin sheen that's and, right uh, it was martin sheen and also he, fucking, he, he gets shot because peter doesn't want to pay for his milk or some shit <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Cliff Robinson was perfect. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. And the way they do that is fantastic. Um, also, that whole wrestling scene, 
I love. I, With Randy Savage? I know you wanted to, to dog on it, but yeah, as Bonesaw McGraw. And fucking oh, don't MVP. get me wrong. Bonesaw is always ready, and I am ready for Bonesaw. <laughs> MVP, Mr. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Bruce as Campbell, the ring that's right. Who, who comes gives up with Spider-Man the name Spider-Man. his name? I was yeah. say, he names Spider-Man. Which is super funny that he was like, oh, that's how you know my name. He's like, just get out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, human this, spider, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> I fucking Bruce, love Bruce Campbell, man. Bruce Campbell's in every uh, Sam Raimi movie, right? He's a national treasure. I think he is in every Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, like he has a cameo if he's not the main character. Like He's in all the yeah. Spider-Man. He's a different he's person. He's in all the Spider-Man. That. If they had actually made a Raimi Spider-Man 4, he was going to cameo as a Mysterio, is uh, the commonly held belief. How do you cameo as a main villain? Like just in the beginning, like the movie starts with him like bringing Mysterio into like the police station. Oh, uh, okay. Like Mysterio wasn't going to be the main villain. I think uh, it was going to be Vulture, if I remember correctly. Oh, interesting. And they kind of mm-hmm. did that later. Yeah. Which is so funny that Michael Keaton is now cemented in two different. He's cemented in both the universes. Oh, he's so good though as Vulture. He's so he good is. He is so good. It's just funny to me that like Michael Keaton is like obviously DC universe locked mm-hmm. in forever and now with marvel with apparently like jared leto's morbius morbius the living vampire or whatever apparently he's in that yeah because they're trying to meld those uh sony and uh marvel universes they're apparently trying. tom holland is definitely going to be in venom too interesting mm-hmm. that's really interesting i wonder if it'll be pre spider-man 3 or not like i guess well, story I think- arc wise yeah, well, I, the rumor right now is they're definitely going to go symbiote for Spider-Man Three, so we'll see if uh, that hasn't worked out for them in the past. <laughs> I guess the only thing I could think of would be that his reveal in New York makes Brock go from because he's in like he's in like San Francisco, isn't he? Yeah, but who knows what Venom Two? Like, I have no idea what that movie is going to be, and I'll see it. I'm not happy. About I it, haven't so. even watched the first Venom yet. I'm not going to lie. It's not good, dude. <laughs> I had a feeling it wasn't like the moment. The only that thing, is... the only thing worth watching about it is Tom Hardy just like doing whatever the fuck he wants. Fair. And the, like the second one's gonna have Carnage, which will be interesting. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. I'm always interested to see Woody Harrelson do anything because he's amazing. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They toned his hair down too. Apparently, apparently he had like yeah. They, did, they took him out of that crazy fucking. Wig. <laughs> I saw a picture of the wig and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, Who so thought good. of that? <laughs> Who's I like, yeah, it's, it's good enough. It's so crazy that in a movie where they're like, well, it doesn't have to be exactly like the comic books. We can take you know liberties here and there. But somebody was like, no, his hair has to look exactly like in the comic books. So put this crazy wig on Woody Harrelson right now. <laughs> Somebody was like, no, no, this is where we draw the line. <laughs> they had to fight over the wig. <laughs> they're like, should we put a white spider on Venom's chest like he's always looked? And they're like, nah, don't worry about it. Okay. I'm actually really just... happy they didn't, though, because that was based off a of Spider Man suit. So, like, where would you get the inspiration? Yeah, I don't care. I just <laughs> I cared. I just wanted, I, to, maybe look, like I just wanted one, to look cool. Maybe, like, once Spider Man's introduced, like, the lines will form into that. Like that well, would be I'm cool. sure if they do a story where Spider-Man gets the symbiote, that'll be where they, yeah, where they go with that. That'll be interesting. It's gonna be interesting, like because they're forced into immediately like Venom's a thing, right? So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
I, I want to see just like a really cool live action version of the all black Spider-Man suit. Cause we didn't even get that in Spider-Man three. Oh yeah, we didn't, huh? It's just his regular suit but monochrome. It's yeah. It's just a regular suit, but it's all colored red or black. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to see that classic comic book black Spider-Man suit. Cause that suit is fucking rad. It's that really suit is cool. So good. Yeah. It's that suit. And the, um, the, uh, the Ben, the clone suit. Oh, the Ben Riley suit. Ben Riley suit. Sweatshirt? For some reason, I have like such a soft spot for that suit. It's so. I cool. like it too. I really like it too, and I like that it was a skin in the uh, PS4 Spider Man. Oh, I did a I did a playthrough with the skin of that too. Mm-hmm. I think I did three playthroughs of Spider Man. Yeah, the third. one I might one start was... that one again soon too. That's a good game. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. released a bunch of. Uh, there was like a big leak about what the the sequel, what the story is going to be, and it sounds pretty that. interesting. Yeah, I saw that. BPS five. Yeah, buddy. Dope. Um. Shoot, okay, where were we on? <laughs> the problem is we get so segued, I forgot what we were talking about with the Spider-Man. Right. Well, you know, it's a conversational podcast. Exactly. Um, I can't control where we're going to go. We just enjoy the trip. The uh, That first uh, montage post the death of Uncle Ben of uh, Spider-Man in action around New York City. Some of my favorite shit in any comic book movie ever. When that, uh, like that lady's getting mugged and the guy just gets pulled away and there's her purse with a little note that says, courtesy, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yep. All that kinda, stuff. Yeah. Lucy Lawless making a cameo talking about Spider-Man's cute little butt. His cute little spider butt. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a tight little pants and a tight little spider butt. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those uh, like cat burglars like strung up on the web between the lampposts and the cops going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's fucking weird. <laughs> like I love that shit so much. They just nail a tone that's so perfect and I love it. And then you get the guy who's like obviously like a low life station ship guy. He's like, oh, I hate him. He's a freak. Yeah. <laughs> he stinks and I don't like, I like him. him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta finish loading this truck up because I'm a low life. Oh man. Are you saying uh, all blue-collar workers are... I'm not saying that, but apparently... Is that what, uh, I'm, is that what I'm hearing? Uh, apparently, Sam Raimi <laughs> wanted to paint this picture of this very low-life blue-collar worker, and, like, everything changes. Like, if you're looking at, like, the shots of, like, all the people who are talking nice about him, and then you get, like, this weird close-up, like, it's dirty, it's, like, gross, and stinks, and I hate him. I don't like him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, goodness. But yeah, that that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the movie does a really good job at like fast forwarding a lot of the introductions. Yeah, they tell they do a really good, well paced job of like getting the origin and then getting the story going. They don't like, like cheat you out of it, but no. And then Green Goblin is like also rising literally at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like they like, do that really well. I yeah. have spider powers. I gas myself. Like it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, um, yeah, definitely. So. Um, Back to formula. Oh, it's so good. Those like those moments, um, and the one I will say the one really great moment of Spider-Man Two when we get there are like Raimi really digging into like his horror. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Experience that Doc Ock scene in Spider-Man Two where he's in the hospital. Mm. That's mm. some shit. That's some great shit. <laughs> Green Goblin, he has a lot of fun with, and like. Again, it's William Defoe is pretty much one of the only actors that could probably do this because he's just such an animated person. 
Yeah. Nick Cage um, could have done it too. That would have been a thing. Because well, he does a lot with his eyes. But then he also, if you look, he's actually doing a lot with his mouth because you can see his mouth through the mouth. Yeah, sometimes. And you can definitely tell when there's dialogue, but he's not physically speaking. <laughs> Whatever. There's a lot of that. What are you going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Well, it's a side effect of the guess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, William Defoe does so much. Like when the little lenses like open up and you just see his normal eyes, it's like, dude, he's like yeah. just crushing it. Defoe's a great actor, and he like definitely knows how to modulate his performance based on like what he's in. Exactly. Yeah, he would have been a great Joker, Defoe. There's this so like, much fan art with him and the Joker like makeup, the next, and it's the next best thing. It's literally like, yeah, there's so much makeup. Like, so many, like, fan, like, like, recreates of just him and Joker makeup, and it's just fucking perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, give me, a, give me, the, give me the Returns movie with him as the Joker. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Him as Joker and uh, Kurt Russell as Batman. That would be crazy good. Yep. <sighs> That's what I'm about. <laughs> Warner Brothers, you're welcome. We keep feeding you good ideas. Do it. <laughs> cowards. Do that. Um, give me beyond with Michael Keaton. That literally at this point, like Michael Keaton just aged himself into that like perfectly. Yeah. They also That's still a- need to have Flashpoint Batman. Well, they have, um, what's his face? Jeffrey D. Morgan. Jeffrey D. Morgan's the perfect Flashpoint Batman. Did you watch any of that? Uh, Zack Snyder did like that live, like watch along with Batman v Superman. No, no. He, ta- he he talked a lot of shit about. I don't know. I watched like clips of it. No, just like um, that. Ho- the whole plan for the DC universe, like at that time, and all that stuff. Stuff I'm glad didn't happen. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. Seriously, it's. Eh, I'm over it now. Like I'm. I'm just like it sucks that like all that. Ex- anyway, all right, hold on. I. Audrey made fun of me that every podcast we end up talking about this. So I'm going to not talk about this and say, fuck you, Audrey. I'm doing it. I'm fighting. Yeah. Fuck you, Audrey. <laughs> yeah, Audrey. Kidding, I love you. You're great. Um, You're we have to talk about James Franco. Yeah. Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cause he's just kind of there? He's fine in this. Yeah. He, um, he also auditioned for Spider-Man. Like this was like a, huh. like a secondary, like, you know, runner-up prize. I don't know if I could do like hot Spider-Man again. And that's kind of like the problem (laughs) with Andrew Garfield, right? He's like kind of like attractive. So you're like, well, here's the thing with Peter Parker, right? So everybody talk like really comes down on the nerd thing and things like, Oh, he can't be handsome. But Peter Parker, like it's part of his story that like, especially when he goes to college and starts to come into his own, like the Spider-Man stuff aside, people don't know he's Spider-Man. Peter Parker is always juggling like three or four women. That's true. He's pulling bitches. Like he's he should be a good looking guy, and he's and he's not hiding the like he you can't hide forever the fact that he has this like natural like perfect body. <laughs> Eventually, it's like summer comes and he wears like one tank top and everyone's like, "Fuck, dude, look at the guns on Peter." <laughs> yeah, he wears like a polo or something. They're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm swinging in here going that fast on us. Um, yeah, like he's true. always got like Felicia Hardy and Gwen Stacy and Liz oh, Allen God, and Betty Brandt. Like, you've got to, like, keep that in mind. Like, Peter Parker, there's nothing wrong with an attractive Peter Parker. Like, it makes sense. That's true. Well, I guess Tobey Maguire's then fine, because he's he's got, like, that kind of... Tobey Maguire has, like, the next 
door neighbor like boy charms. Yeah. As Jamie just said, he's a cutie patootie. Yeah, he's definitely a cutie patootie. I definitely agree with that. Until you saw no, him in like the tight you. polo after he worked out, you know, and he kind of does his hair different. You're like, oh. Yeah, it's specifically a golf shirt. It's a polo. Oh, I didn't know that. For a second, I thought she was going to say a bowling shirt, and I'm like... A sexy-ass bowling shirt? (laughs) Sexy-ass bowling shirt? Like, (laughs) going Guy Fieri on it? Like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Um, Let me see here. I'm trying to think of who else was in this movie. That's really it. Yeah. Franco, I think, does his finest work in Spider-Man 3, where it's just, like, off the chain... Franco goes insane in Spider-Man 3. We yeah. also get, like, yeah. other goblin. What was he trying to do with that goblin? When he's on, like, the snowboard and, like, the, the sunglasses. I, that sucks. I hate that. <laughs> cool goblin. I'm not my dad's lame goblin. That shit sucks. <laughs> I know. He should have just been hobgoblin. Screw yeah, it. Yeah, he Go 100% the... should have. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. One day we'll get... One day we'll get like a cool goblin that's like looks like the comic books. So. I know. I, I, I didn't even think about like, I didn't even think of that watching this movie until you just kind of mentioned it here. But like, yeah, William Defoe, like, why hide his face? Yeah, the man is a goblin. Like, He's a just, goblin man. If, if like, he could have done like a cool mask instead that's a little more skin tight or like some cool face paint. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to send you that um, test of that animatronic mask. It's going to blow you away. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't they? I can't wait. They did, they did this much. Why didn't they just keep it going? But it's it's wild. It is. Um, yeah, Spider-Man 1. A lot... I for, It was a lot better than I even remembered. And I liked this like, movie growing up. Really holds up. And, like, there's stuff of it that's definitely, like, of its time. That's kind of silly. Like, the, all the shit with Macy Gray. <laughs> the parade. Yeah, that was, that was hard. The, the parade scene was kind of... Some of the CG doesn't hold up very well, but some of it really does. I appreciate that he uh, Spider-Man yanked the cords from the glider, and then that's when he says like a very infamous, just cheesy villain line. Yeah, we'll meet again, Spider-Man. <laughs> As he like uncontrollably flies away. But he delivers like there's very like comic book villain lines that Defoe delivers in a way that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, they're in that big fight at the end, and Spider-Man starts to like try to shoot a web line and he stomps on his wrist and he goes, you've spun your last web Spider-Man. And like, that's cheesy, but he delivers it in such a way you're like, Oh, he's about to stone cold kill this. fucking guy." <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. And that too. is the power that Willem Dafoe brings to a movie like this. It's true. Like they're like, sort of, like it could be anybody else. Maybe Nicholas, like maybe Nicholas Cage, but that's just nobody could think of that could do it that well. Um, yeah. Do like the scene where they're at the Thanksgiving dinner, even though like, that seems great. Even though, like, I didn't notice until now, but, like, when they're like, oh, is Peter upstairs? Like, Norman Osborn is just hardcore checking out MJ. Like, just yeah, fucking he is. staring her up and down and, like, gives a smirk. Yeah. Missed that as a youth. It's really interesting. Well, because there's this whole thing about, like, the goblin unlocking just, like, his id. And he's just, like, unbound. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I could fuck you. And it's just like, yeah, it just oh, does God. What, it just does whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, that scene is great and like where he's hiding up on the ceiling and the blood and the blood drop and all that stuff. Yep. It's a really well constructed movie. Um, it doesn't get enough credit. No, no, no. I like I said, it, just... uh, it kind of gets lost in like on with everything going on, especially with Marvel. Yeah. With 
Well, it became such like a pop thing in the moment that I don't think the movie gets credit for like having like pretty good structure and a pretty good yeah. script. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was, it kind of sets up for a second one, but it also like, if it just ended here, like would be, it's a good place to end. Yeah. It's its own movie, but also leaves the door open for like the characters to continue. And that's exactly. like what you want from a movie like this. It's a clean ending because it's not like when he immediately jumps into the second one, the only carrying factors are Harry being pissed at Spider-Man mm-hmm. MJ and Peter's kind of like MJ is like oh I've always loved you Peter and he's like dude yeah, you so- like love everybody you need to chill this- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save that I'm, I'm going to put that in my pocket that's a pretty good response to I love you <laughs> dude you love everybody <laughs> I like that I'm saving that <laughs> <laughs> well you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually mean, stick with the Han Solo I know or thank you. <laughs> uh, the Han Solo I know is fucking dude. Yep. That doesn't make Harrison Ford the coolest man on earth. I don't know what does. <laughs> fucking improvise that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. Harrison Ford. He's like, here's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, you were a a carpenter before this and like all of a sudden you just want to oh I'm gonna get into acting and just be this fucking just such a man <laughs> Harrison Ford is like Harrison Ford's like low-key like super legit like I fucking love Harrison Ford um but he's not in Spider-Man no he's not but we hey he it's not Batman so we can talk about Harrison Ford we can go to Harrison Ford tangent oh man who would Harrison Ford play old Harrison now. Ford like now yeah like you got Harrison Ford now Oh no! I don't know. He could be another cool old Bruce Wayne. I would, yeah, he definitely could. But like in Spider Man. Oh fuck! Okay, now we're just in Spider Man. I don't know who he could be because, like, the e- the easy answer would be like one of the gangster characters in Spider Man, like uh, Silvermane or something like that. It may be. People leave That's... that aspect of Spider-Man out all the time. And I want to see characters like that, like Hammerhead and stuff. <laughs> Hammerhead. That would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Do you I mean, forget knows? that the Kingpin was originally a Spider-Man villain before he was a Daredevil villain? Yeah, before he was just a Marvel like villain. Yeah. Eventually he just kind of branched out and he messed with everybody. But yeah, Kingpin. I feel like he's still very specifically, like if you think of Kingpin, you think of Daredevil. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually the opposite. When I think of Kingpin, I actually think of Spider-Man. Because of the cartoon? Definitely. Yeah. I went through, like, I probably was there at one point, but, like, I went through a very specific Daredevil period where, like, I see them as inextricably linked now. Interesting. Yeah, mine, <laughs> everything I know Spider-Man-wise is from the cartoon. That was, like, my bread and butter with Spider-Man. It was a great cartoon. It's an amazing animated series and it has the coolest fucking intro next to Batman Beyond. Yeah. Well, also, it came out that same era as the animated X-Men cartoon, or the X-Men animated series. And that has probably the coolest intro of all time. I su- I submit. What about what about Batman animated series? That's got a great intro too. That's it was amazing. a great era. It, dude, and yeah, that was probably the best. And that's what I love about Disney Plus was like, oh yeah, it's gonna have all the episodes of one The Simpsons and Spider Man animated series. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that's it. You got me. Been watching so much Simpsons. <laughs> Like that's all Disney Plus was like. I'm just gonna continue to pay because one day I'm gonna have a large kick and I'm like I'm gonna go watch all the Spider-Man animated yep. series. 
I'm going to watch although, all the episodes of DuckTales. Although animated series Spider-Man is structured really weird. Like when you try well, to stream them. Like five part episodes. And... That are split up. Yeah, like, it's very strange. Like I think season, if you go to season one, episode one of Spider-Man, the animated series on Disney Plus, it's Venom. But for oh, some reason, Venom's Yeah, that's fake. definitely not. Yeah, I, I think it's weird. organized incorrectly. <laughs> Has to, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not like him getting his powers. It's just like Venom. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, Venom, I think, wasn't until like two, season two or three. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in that show, because I watched that show like when it was live, like when it was coming coming out on a, a weekly basis. <laughs> I'm looking at a. For some reason, I just clicked on. I accidentally clicked on Tobey Maguire. Like I had the cast brought up, and I just clicked on Tobey Maguire. Uh-huh. And, Pleasantville. Um, I was just gonna say I completely forgot about Pleasantville. Cider House Rules, Wonder Boys, Sea Biscuit, classic film in two thousand three. The the movie he almost didn't do Spider Man two because of Sea Biscuit. Yeah, because he was like, oh, I hurt my back in like the horse riding scenes. I think he was trying to hold out for more money. Mm. And then the studio was like, oh, whatever, we got Jake Gyllenhaal over here. He's gonna do it. And he was like, well, my back's okay. Ironically, they were in a film together in 2009 called Brothers. Mm-hmm. And there's The Great Gatsby, which now that I know him and Leo are the Pussy Squad, makes Great Gatsby even better. Pussy Posse. Sorry, Pussy Posse. Gotta have those two peas. Oh, Gotta be that, popping uh, those peas, you know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. Apparently he was also a voice in the Boss Baby? That hurts. Ew. I forgot he was in Cats and Dogs. He was a voice in Cats and Dogs, too. That's true, yeah. He was the main dog. The main dog. The main dog. Dude, he has some weird... Rock of Ages? Who is he in Rock of Ages? (sighs) I will unfortunately click on it and find out. I don't... That movie was not good. I forgot that Tom Cruise was in this movie. Oh, that's the one thing about it that I will always remember. (laughs) Is Tom Cruise like singing some Motley Crue songs and shit? Damn, that is. Yep, he's the legend. That is mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Who is he in? I don't know who Tobey Maguire is. On the cast, he's right got now. a small part in uh, *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*. Tobey Maguire. Yep. That was in here too, dude. This why did this movie have so many people? Alec Baldwin's in it. Russell Brand, obviously Russell Brand, but Paul Giamatti, Brian Cranston is in this movie. Are you talking about uh, Rock of Ages? Still? Yes. <laughs> William Will Forte is in this movie. Uh, how do they get Lou Forte? <laughs> and then some of them kind of make more sense, like T.J. Miller. But like, T.J. Miller. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking. I don't see he's not in the cast. I blow past him. Did you get lied to? I might have. Maybe the internet lied to me. Maybe he produced it. Huh. I don't know. He's not I didn't see him in the cast. Anyways, this was a segue. Yeah. I, I like I, we were talking about like actors and stuff and like you can go William Defoe and you can see other great movies he's been in. But then I sat there and thought Toby Maguire, what the fuck else has he been in? He had a big uh, he had a big decade in like the early the first half of the 2000s. 
It was Seabiscuit. And then Spider-Man's. And then Brothers in 2009, whatever yeah. that movie is. Well, if you look at his like run up to Spider-Man, he had, like he worked with like Ang Lee, and he, he did like a lot of cool little little things. Yeah, that's kind of it. He's just kind of like in a lot of. Like, He's like an kinda... indie movie guy, and then he was like, "I'm Spider-Man." Exactly. I'm Spider-Man now. Surprise. Huh? It's kind of interesting when you go through like people's movies. Yeah, it's it's like looking at uh, people's careers like that is really fucking interesting. I segued really hard on that. Which is fascinating to me. Like, I, I for sure thought I'd have like some answer, and then I kind of didn't really have an answer to what he's done besides Spider-Man. Yeah, I always think of Pleasantville with him as like the Same. other thing. Pleasantville was a good movie. That was fun. Yeah, that was the yeah. black and white, and then like they fucked and turned color, right? Yeah, that's it. It's it's saying that sex opens your life. Yeah, or it ruins everything. <laughs> I just happened to say it aggressively into the air. <laughs> Sex opens your life, Jamie. Just try it. I heard it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back out of this. <laughs> I think uh, we're, I think we've reached the end. <laughs> all these podcasts eventually end on the this kind of note, and that's what I'm here for. You know, I think and that's you're what... like in Zach's existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> My life is nothing but one existential crisis. What am I? What am I doing? <laughs> The moment I was born, I had like I was stressed out and had anxiety about what I was going to do next. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna watch Spider Man Two. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Spider Man Two. I'm excited to watch. It's been a really long time since I attempted to watch it. Maybe Voodoo will like luck out and give me like a sale on Spider Man Two as well. That'd be cool. I know because I just bought I bought Spider Man for like five dollars, like the very four K nice. like edition. Which again didn't help everybody. He's like, "We're in high school." I'm like, sure you are. No, you're not. <laughs> you look like your children are in high school. You're past your tenure reunion. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you your characters look like they're on the school grounds to have the tenure reunion, like again, like Toby's like twenty four or twenty five. He's not that old, but he's very he, clearly like an adult man. <laughs> yeah. Like once they get out of high school and like they have their own place. Yeah, it still kind of works, but like, like Thanksgiving's like it's the boys' first Thanksgiving on their own. Yeah, and I'm like, like oof, what? is it? Like, how long do they live at home for? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> for three people. What about the Thanksgiving spread for three people? So it was more than three people. And Harry Osborne's eating for two. Him and the Goblin. That's true. <laughs> well, there's there's Norman, there's Harry, there's May. There's or sorry, Peter, Norman's there's... eating for two, not Harry. Norman's eating for two. Mary Jane. Yeah, there's five people. Yeah, five. Or, wait, did we count Green Goblin in that? Six, counting the Green six. Goblin. And seven, counting Spider-Man. Peter and Spider-Man. And That's you gotta true. remember that Peter has like an accelerated metabolism. We're talking about Peter he, eats for two, basically, too. He, he's shooting those webs all the time, and that's just protein. Yeah, if you were shooting your ropes all over the place all the time, what would you be <laughs> Again, think about this Spider-Man. This Spider-Man is known for just coming all over the city as he swings away. Like he's just shooting his he's shooting his gum out and swinging. Yeah, he's the he's Arnold Schwarzenegger of superheroes. 
<laughs> Dude, somebody got pregnant from like one of these like random webs. <laughs> have you ever seen have you ever seen Pumping Iron, the documentary that Arnold yes, was in? I have like, watched Pump- I had to watch that because that shit there, looked crazy. It's awesome. But there's that clip of him where he's like doing that interview and he's like, Yeah, I love it. It's for me is like coming. So can you imagine how great my life is? I am coming at home, I am coming at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> When Arnold talks about how many times he's just coming everywhere, because <laughs> I'm just coming and coming and coming is fantastic. <laughs> did I tell you that? Did you know Arnold's uh, portrait at the state building? They have all the governor's portrait. His Jamie portrait, and I have talked about this. How his how is it's bigger. bigger than everybody else's? Yeah. Yep. Because he's like, oh, I don't need a name frame. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> yep. Make more picture. And so everybody knows Arnold. And it's true. I fucking love Arnold. I, I, I will not apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's super interesting. Ronald Reagan's, I guess, is behind like protective glass because people try to throw things at it. I, I can see that. <laughs> but then Arnold's is like not. His is like an oil painting that's like twice the size of everybody else's and it's fine. It's fucking Arnold. <laughs> it's kind of at the end of the day. It's how he won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, he ran as a Republican in California and won. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing he's a um, social liberal but it's like a states rights republican i can get behind it it's fine <laughs> yeah that's kind of it he's fine yeah all right well yes. Yeah, so uh if <laughs> all six of you listening if you want to play along um watch spider-man 2 yeah and then we will be recording another podcast on spider-man 2 which i'm again kind of excited about yeah i'm super into it um so it, there's a lot that happens in Spider-Man 2 that I've probably already forgotten. Probably. Yeah. No, I'm excited. There's a cool to... train pulling scene where he stops a train and then passes out. And people are like, yeah, oh, he's just tra- a boy. Like, eh. That train scene is pretty, is pretty good. It is. Except now that we'll be able to see that he's clearly like getting, he's screaming his way to 30. Like when they go, <laughs> oh, he's just a boy. Like, is he? No, no older than my son. And I was like, oh yeah, no older than your adult son. <laughs> <laughs> so that scene might like not be as effective, but you know, the rest will be good. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, the last time I tried to watch Spider-Man 2, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> so I'll see how I feel about it. Wait, why couldn't you finish it? I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't. Well, now you have to finish it. I know. Now I have like a, an excuse to sit down and force myself through it. But like, I was coming from a place where when it came out, like in the theater, I was like, this is the best superhero movie ever made, full stop. <laughs> like, it'll never get better than this. And then, like, the last time I tried to watch it a few years ago, I was like, not good. Huh. So we'll see. it be and, interesting. Yeah. But again, I think this first one, like, holds up great. I think yep. it's like a paragon of what these movies could and should be. <laughs> yep. Um, I might watch it again soon, even though I just watched it yesterday. That's a good film. It really is. All right. That's your homework, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Again, you better be listening because what the fuck else are you doing? Right? Yeah. My numbers should be super high. Our numbers aren't like the highest. We have the best numbers. Uh, yeah, All your friends are fake friends. Huh? Is that... That's actually true, probably. <laughs> 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 On that note, okay, goodbye. Bye.